Hello and welcome to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew. I am a youth group leader and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia. And as always, joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker and youth leader, Tom French. How are you going, Tom? I'm well, thanks, Chris. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty, I'm doing pretty well. I'm hoping that we've actually started recording this time. We did have one false start and the countdown the second time also only counted down to three. So I'm assuming it's all happening. But once again, um, a fully professional operation. And once again, it's a very special birthday episode of the podcast, Tom. It is. It's our Happy fourth birthday. episode. Happy fourth podcast birthday. Um, um very pleased to have been uh, allowed to come on the fourth birthday show. It's very exciting. Um, what exciting birthday things do we have planned this episode, Tom? We're going to talk about youth group. Oh, great. Let's do that. Um, before we get into youth group last week, I do have our first correction and apology that I would like Ooh. to make. Um, so... Last week, I was talking about my actual birthday at youth group, and I erroneously said that our minister and his wife had organized a birthday card for all of the youth to sign. I have since found out that um, it was two of the youth themselves who did that all off their own bat, which is extra lovely. And the reason beyond just for the sake of full transparency that I am pointing that out is because, Tom, I told my youth group on Friday that this podcast exists. And I feel now that I need to, you know, be extra transparent because <laughs> against all odds, they actually cared. Like, I, um, I, at the end of the talk, in what I thought was going to be like a 30-second throwaway thing, mentioned that, you know, I've started a podcast about this youth group, but don't worry, it's not actually about any of you. And they all just pulled their phones out. And if you've noticed a big spike in our numbers... Um, it's probably because I announced the existence of this podcast at our youth group. Well, so, hello, Chris's youth group. It's good um, to see you. No, uh, good for you to hear me. <laughs> sure is good for them to hear you. Although I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most of them have probably, we're like two and a half minutes into this episode, so I'm assuming most of them have follow, are probably um, unsubscribed and stopped listening, but... The spike was good while it lasted. I'll send a thing out to my, my newsletter, and that'll, that should surely get us another four subscribers, oh. Tom. We're going places. Yeah, that's big. Thanks for using your subscriber base. My extensive this. platform. Yeah, that's right. Um, how was Youth Group on Friday, Tom? What did you get up to? Uh, we, as we had dinner together, which was fun. Kids arrived. We had some chili con carne. I, I've re- recently been writing a book on how to be a good youth group leader, which will be out between now and when Jesus comes back. And You don't know uh, that. No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I intend for it to come out before Jesus comes back. That's well, my time I frame. think that is overstepping the bounds of your sovereignty, Tom, but whatever, <laughs> go for it. You do you. Um and I, I was writing this week the chapter on meals, and in the meals bit, I wrote that a youth leader should like greet the kids, and then be very generous with their servings because I don't like st- stingy servings. So I had m- my writer's voice in my head saying, "Be generous, Tom, as you serve. Be generous." So I had a really good time 
filling up kids' plates with foods. And kids would be like, just give me a quarter of the plate. So I'd be like an exact quarter. One kid would be like, cover the plate. I'm like, I will. And that was really fun. I had a good time doing that. Great. But, um, the, after dinner, we, we got them to write down some questions that we're going to answer during dinner times in the future. And then we had small groups. And I had the year six small group, which was, it was it's pretty much all of their first time doing Bible studies, or at least mm. the, the youth kind of Bible studies. They've done similar things at church sometimes, but uh, it was energetic would be yep. a way to talk about it. Uh, we, I had this idea that um, because I knew they were going to be energetic and difficult to, it would be difficult for them to focus the whole time, I was like, one of the things we're going to do is as we go through the study, anytime, at any point in time I can say change places and they have to get up and change places, you know, how the change places games works. Like and the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Like, yes. And then they have to change places, sit down again, and then we keep going with the study. And that's worked for me previously with energetic groups. This time, it um every time I said it, it like to- we totally lost all focus. It wasn't like we're staying focused on what's happening. So just in case Tom says change places, it's like Tom says change places. And then there's a whole lot of discussion about whether that was legal, the way it happened. And uh, what- changing places became... The main activity rather than the thing to focus your attention on the main yeah. activity. Yeah. And then That's a high-risk, high-reward strategy, I feel. When we, were, when we were in the main activity, there was a lot of um, distraction from what we were actually meant to be talking about. So I think we only made it through two questions of the eight-question study that I had planned. And then as soon as we got to the end and I said amen, uh, pillows from around the church suddenly were picked up and thrown all over the church and then at each other and then it descended into a pillow flight very quickly and i came away with that regular feeling of minor despair that i sometimes get (laughs) after year six small groups where i am like uh, i do not know if we achieved anything helpful there in terms of uh bible teaching but hopefully they enjoyed each other's company they seemed to they had a good time chatting to each other and not talking about the Bible, and hopefully they, you know, they enjoyed small group. Um, there was a little bit of Bible reflection, which, and they had some good answers to the bits that we did do. Like, we talked about Jesus' teaching on um, in the Sermon on the Mount, and I asked them to read different parts and then talk about what the opposite of that would look like. And so my mm. group of boys were like... Um, when someone ter- hits you on one cheek, then punch him in the face, and I thought that was pretty fun to discuss that. And 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 actually, a good answer was another question I had in there was um, if what's one thing that young people could do to uh, to actually live out this teaching of Jesus? And one kid was like, "Well, we need to care about it." And I was like, "That's actually super like obvious, but also." You know, really true. Like the the first step that anyone needs to take to respond to Jesus' teaching is just to care that he said it, mm. to put it into practice. And and if you're doing it without caring about it, it's just legalism. Mm. Um, but if you actually you care that Jesus said it and he said it for you, then you're taking your first steps to obedience. So, which is actually really insightful. And I think yeah. that's the sort of stuff that you know should give us hope 
when it's like, is anything happening here? <laughs> when someone says that, like, I'll I'll tell you a little tale when we get up to my bit. But I think that, yeah, every now and then they will just, like, someone will say something and you're like, huh, that's really good. Yeah. And, and then, um, yeah, anyway, so then after that we finished up. We I gave out, I gave the kids books, which were my... The, the devotions I'd written on Ephesians, but I'd gone through it with them last year and said if they found any mistakes, they could tell me, and then they'd get their name in the books. So they're all very excited to find their names in the acknowledgements, which is really fun. Cool. And then at the end of the night, we kind of did a debrief, and the other group's leaders were talking about their um, small groups, and they were like, oh, yeah, it went really well. We had some good discussion. We connected well. And um, the the leader of the oldest group was saying that, that she – kind of got some really great answers from the kids and they engaged really well. And there were two things that kind of stood out for me there as well. Was One was that, um, and I think this is the stuff that I've been reflecting on, one was that, um, well, the first thing was just that sometimes taking the youngest group, which gets very distracted, is like it's really good for the young the young crew, but if they're not getting anything out of it, what you're also doing is allowing the other groups to get stuff out of it because... Mm. Because the most distracted kids are off being distracted and getting one thing out of it, whereas the others can get three or four things out of it because yeah. we're providing that space. But also that some of the kids who I remember leading when they were this same age and very distractible and not always mm. uh, seeming to get anything, were giving really good answers and engaging really well with the study. And it was just a kind of an encouragement to me that, um, you know, youth group is – is it for a short time, but f- there's a huge amount of change that goes on in the life of mm. young people. And as they and the kids that you have in year six, that you may feel a sense of minor despair because y- you've tried your very best to give them the good news of Jesus, mm. and they've been throwing pillows around the church, as you know they're entirely you know you know expected to do. <laughs> um, they become the kids who continue to come along and get to know Jesus better and have great answers uh, later on. But like, this is not just a week to week, weekly thing that we do. It's a it's a years long thing that we do. And yeah, it was just kind of really encouraging for me that, however, I feel at the end of any particular week, that's not the work that God is doing. It's a mm. it's a long work. And so that was my reflection. Yeah, and I think that's such a great reminder of like the value of being in it for the long haul. Um, and just like the, the richness of like the relationships that you build with anyone over like such a long period of time. Like Mm. there's something, something that I love about the youth group that I get to be a part of is for many of the youth, like I've known them for three years, five years, 10 years. Like there's a not insignificant number of them that I have held when they were babies, which makes me feel like just impossibly old. And yet there's something so lovely about the, just the depth of like knowledge that you have of one another at, Mm. at that point, there's something really special about it. And I think that stuff really matters. Like not that you can't come in and have an impact on your first week on the job, but like, there's something so lovely about like a, a rich shared history as well. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your youth group. Um, so we did inflatable games this week, which is one of our kind of 
uh, regular recurring games where basically I pick a game that we already know and add inflatables to it. So, um, you know that classic youth group game where you have one group of kids lined up on one side of the hall and then the other group on the other, and everyone's got a number, and there's like a couple of sticks and a ball in the middle, and when you call mm. out the number, they've got to run in and whack the ball into the goal? Yeah. Um, yeah. We had that, except um, you had to first hold a big pull ring around your body up above your knees, and then I found these big inflatable like pull sticks, like a pool noodle, but inflatable and like <laughs> twice as big. Um, and so that just added a whole extra degree of clumsiness and difficulty. And then I brought some of those, uh, like ride on pool toys in like pool pony things into the mix. So there were two <laughs> yeah. kids on pool pony koalas and two kids with rings around them. And then everyone was whacking each other with inflatable sticks and we all had a great time. So that was good. <laughs> um, we also did some volleyball. Um, we are at a size now where quite often it's good to split them in half and like we have about 25 30 youth um and so splitting them in half and then rotating around two activities is working pretty well for us and then one group gets the heads and the other gets the legs yes (laughs) yeah so yeah so like um so then we do a running game and then a more like cerebral game and then every half of yeah so every part of the body gets a go (laughs) that's Um, when the legs group gets the trivia oh man they're just just a lot of legs sitting around not knowing what to do anyway um then for the talk we were talking about how jesus brings real hope and um it was definitely a talk that i wish i'd had more time and energy to prepare um i definitely fell back on the fact that i've been doing this for a long time now and i had bits and pieces of other things that i'd done in other places that i could draw together into a hopefully coherent talk but the thing the story i said i was going to tell you the thing that um, reminded me that so often it's like not about me anyway um i i closed or like almost closed with i don't know if you ever heard um tim keller's analogy about hope where he like basically says if you've got two people working the same menial job and you tell one of them that they're going to get paid two thousand dollars a month and the other one that they're going to get paid two million dollars a month the second person is going to experience their present circumstances completely differently because their future circumstances that they know about are like so much greater mm. and so like the idea is that the um the hope that we have in the future can transform how we experience life in the present anyway we got to small groups and um i kind of felt like i'd explained that and hopefully some people had understood what i meant um but one one of the girls was just like i really like that bit about the um the two people and the money and stuff. And she's, and, and one of the other girls was like, I didn't, Oh yeah, I wasn't really, I didn't fully get that. And she's like, Oh, it's like, Jesus is our $2 million. And the group was all like, Oh, <laughs> which part of me was like, uh, uh-huh, it's a shame. I didn't explain it that way. And I was like, <laughs> wow, you really have summarized my talk in a one liner that helped the entire group. So thank you for 
pulling my talk up out of the ditch. That was great. But it, like, it's, it's really lovely when you get to the point where they are sharing insights with each other and teaching each other mm-hmm. um, and papering over the fact that I was not as fully articulate as I might have been. So, yeah, it was a very like obvious um, expression of God's kindness. And so mm-hmm. I just was like pretty, yeah, I was like, oh, that's, it's, it's nice to be reminded that, you know, preparation is important. And saying it correctly while you're up the front is really great if you can do it. Um, but seeing that little example of God just taking what I'd done and bringing something else out of it through someone else was really cool to see. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I'm just going to take a little moment here to tell you, not you, Tom, but our listeners, that if they have a question that they want to ask us, they can email us at Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast at gmail.com. As I'm speaking, I'm going to um, bring that up and see if anyone's emailed us. Um, if you go to my youth group, don't email me. You can just ask me at youth group. Um, but for anybody else, um, send us a question and maybe we can <laughs> try to sort of answer it. Um, Tom, I regret to inform you we've received uh, no questions. No one has asked us any questions. Yeah. It's disappointing. Well, it's probably because we're so comprehensive here on the podcast that um, everything's just abundantly clear already. I'm going to say it's not because of our tiny number of listeners. It's because of our clarity. Um, what are you up to at Youth Group this week, Tom? This week is our fifth annual photo scavenger hunt, and this is probably the most exciting night of the year for our young people uh, because it's the night where they get given a bunch of things to take photos of. They get a number of points for whatever, you know, if they get a photo of their group at the beginning, they get one point, which they all have to do. If they make it all the way to the airport, they'll get a hundred points. And then there's a lot of kind of points they get in between. They all get in cars, they drive out in groups, they take lots of photos, they come back they get prizes. They'll hear a talk about Jesus being our healer or being the great healer. And uh, that will be the night for them. It's But it'll be pretty fun, I think. It always is. I get slightly stressed sending a bunch of kids out in a bunch of cars. But so far, by um, God's grace and our well-behaved leaders, everything's been safe. Uh, we also have a parents' night, I think, but uh, the person who was, we had someone who was coming along to talk about social media, but he's had to pull out because of some uh, family stuff that's his, you know, he's okay, but it's just, you know, he's got to deal with that. And then he, mm-hmm. so I've got, I don't have anyone to replace him yet. So that's what I'm working on this week to try and find someone to teach the parents something about raising Great. teenagers. Um, yeah, that's our week. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully there's I'm, lots of good stories and no terrible ones. I look forward to hearing only good stories. I'm so glad that your beloved photo scavenger hunt lives on in some form. Um, <laughs> listeners of the podcast should be aware that uh, Tom used to run a come anyone who wants to and join the March photo scavenger hunt, yeah. which I think... It was awesome, but I feel like you quit it because of logistical difficulties. <laughs> way um, too much admin for me. Yep. But to compress it all down into one night and still keep the dream alive is great. I might, do you mind if I steal that activity? That's such sure. a great activity. I can just, I'll, yeah. I'll send you the, the spreadsheet. You can just take it. Awesome. 
Amazing. Although it's Love easier that. to get to the airport from where you are than where we are. Yeah. I think we have too many to fit in cars, so let's let's just avoid we're, we're recruiting sending any of our lots of people to the airport. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, how about you? So we're talking about Jesus brings real joy this week. Did I say joy before? I meant hope before hope. we talked about hope. last week. Yeah. yeah, great. Well, I completely was on the money then. And this week we're doing uh, we're talking about how Jesus brings real joy and one of our other leaders is doing the talk, which is great because she'll do a fantastic job and I will not have to prepare a talk on the week that I'm going to year four and five camp. And also we are doing another one of my swing for the fences activities, which may or may not end terribly, but if it works, it'll be great. Um, have you ever heard of PowerPoint karaoke, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it sounds fun. Okay, so it um, basically you get a slideshow to present to the group sight unseen and you've just got to get up the front like you're doing a school presentation and present the slides, but you've never seen them before. And so I'll just have a bunch of slideshows and I will take some uh, brave volunteers to come up and present a slideshow for fun and prizes <laughs> and we'll see how that goes. We, we had played a game like that. Uh, online during the pandemic with from Jackbox Games, but it was yeah not not quite the same, but similar. Well, did it go well? It went uh, went okay. It depend if if the the person who was playing was good at improvising, then it went well. If they mm. if they weren't, then it was not as good. That's like any game like that, I guess. I think I'm going to have, like, my leaders waiting in the wings to have a go because hopefully it'll be funny enough to watch them do it if none of our youth are game. But there's plenty of our youth who are creative and thoughtful and don't mind being up the front and having attention as well. So all of those things should hopefully come together in our favor. Um, Anyway, Tom, we're up to minute number 22 of our 15-minute podcast. So is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap things up? Uh, Thank you, and I love you all. Also the same. (laughs) Um, If you want to find out more about Tom French and his wonderful works of theology, you can go to tomfrench.com.au. And if you want to um, find me on the internet, I'm at chrismorphew.com. And I think that's that for this week. Are we going to have some theme music next week, Tom? I hope so. Let's we just see how we go. Going pro one <laughs> week at a time. Love that. In the meantime, I have still yet to write us an outro. So see you later, everybody. Ciao. Oh, yeah, multilingual. I was going to say ciao bunga, but then I, then I got nervous and didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. <laughs>